Hey, Wide Left Sports listeners, do I have an opportunity for you? The Billings American Legion is holding their annual Hall of Fame dinner Saturday, April 15th at the Doubletree Hotel here in Billings. And let me tell you, it is a great event. There's dinner guest speaker, which this year will be Bill Spaceman Lee, and a live auction. And the best part is every cent goes back to the boys and goes back to the Billings American Legion program. It is a great event that they hold yearly, and it is just a blast to go to. Tickets will be available soon, so be on the lookout at the Billings American Legion website. Again, that is April 15th at the Doubletree Hotel. Hello, welcome to Wide Left Sports. Today, I am joined by cornhole player Greg Silvas. How are you doing today? Good. How are you doing, Mitch? Not too bad myself. So, I have to ask, you know, cornhole is a game that not a lot of people get into professionally. So, how did you get into it? And how did you become, you know, a professional at it, I guess, is a way to put it. <laughs> well, you know... We started playing at work, actually. I worked for the studio of Billings, and we're, we started it kind of down there. I had another friend that was working with me that I went to school with, and uh, he's now at the, the street department side of it. But so next thing you know, we started tournaments, and I actually went out for a while with a because I was really into basketball, and we played during lunch, too. And a buddy of mine ripped my arm all the way back behind my back. So I went out with surgery. So when I came back, Next thing I know, my buddies started tournaments down at the American Legion. So we started doing that and stuff. And it's kind of grown, you know. There's another group here that's it's uh, Big Sky Cornhole. But I actually started my own uh, Montana Vigilante Cornhole. But and we had a few in our group and stuff. But then I turned pro. So I've been doing that, basically. You know, I've been traveling. I just came back the other day from Idaho Falls. We played in the tournament over there, which I took the – crew cup i won with my team i was actually a team captain and then i won the blind draw me and my devil's partner we ended up fourth but it was all good it was fun and yeah it was a it was a blast yeah so my next one is up in spokane and then i go to my first pro national in corpus christi on eight on april 6th yeah oh, that's awesome so, so you know um <clears throat> there's obviously a little bit of strategy to the game, you know, with all the different throws and stuff like that. Talk to me about that. There's a lot of strategy behind it because, you know, if your opponent's hot and all he's doing is putting it in the hole, you want to block him down. So you want to put one right in front of the hole and see what he's going to do. Either he'll shoot over you or, you know, now these younger kids are rolling. So, you know, they might get a roll. It's always a 50-50 chance. Either you're going to make it or not. But that's one of the main strategies. And you're hoping to God that he misses it so then you can push yours in or even play another strategy of shooting over the top of it and making it and then waiting to see what he does to mess up. So it's always there's and it's a it's a you know, it's it's a mind game, too, because you're always fighting the guy in the mirror, literally, you know, with yourself, you know, because it literally is a mind game. You know, if you miss it, it's in your head and it's it's quite a game. Yeah. That's awesome. So, you know, you mentioned that you started your own club, the Vigilante. Um, 
Yeah, Montana Vigilante Cornhole. Thank you, Montana Vigilante Cornhole. I, I see the T-shirt there in the back. Yeah. Um, how did that get started, and what made you want to start that? Well, there's a lot of story behind that one because the guys in the Big Sky Cornhole, you know, I stepped twice, and, and my second step is after the board. But I've changed up so much, and right now I'm kind of struggling a little bit with my release. And uh, so I shortened it up and stuff. I had a buddy helping me too, because he was always watching me and making sure I wasn't going past the line when I threw. But uh, so they kind of started messing with me. So I kind of went out on my own. There was about four, five of us in our groups, maybe six. And, uh, you know, they kind of split off now and they're not really doing so much because a lot of people don't want to do the ACL thing because you're, you're actually traveling a lot and you're spending a lot of money. I do have eight sponsors and stuff. And uh, so that helps out. But uh, a lot of people don't really want to get into that. And, you know, they think it's a big dream of making money. Yeah, but you got to be on the top of that list. You know, there's 10 to 20 really, really outstanding players out there. And if you're not in that group, you're really not making a lot of money doing it. You're spending a lot more than you're making. Don't tell my wife that, though. (laughs) For sure. So, you mentioned your sponsorships. How did you go about getting those? And, you know, who are your sponsors? I've actually done a lot of ground pounding. My main sponsor is, is Reynolds Bags. And uh, he sponsored me for this year. So I actually get all my bags for free and stuff. And all my names are on my bags and everything. But uh, I've beaten the ground pretty hard trying to get sponsors. In Montana, it's pretty tough to get sponsors. You know, they're more apt to do the little league thing you know or right but uh you know i have henry's garage he's my one of my main sponsors that has sponsored me for the last two years great guy he has a lot of events and stuff down there at, at his uh, place weddings and venues of that sort but uh and air controls they, they chris has really helped me out to sprag roofing powder coatings plus uh floors and mores out of harden uh Turley Dental, you know, I go there, great, great people, you know, I get my teeth cleaned and I've had a lot of work down there and Jim and Tracy's alignment and Rimrock Engineering, you know, they're my last one I just picked up and without them, I wouldn't be able to probably continue this because that really helps me out and my travels and my, my motels and yeah, my entry fees. So, but yeah, it's been a long journey. For sure. So, you know, you mentioned, um, a few of the places you've gone, but where all can this cornhole experience take you across our country? Oh boy. Like, you know, we have four, we have four nationals that we have to do. That's our pro season. And our, the first one's in Corpus. And then the second one is in Erie, Pennsylvania. And I forgot where the next two are. I got them written down, but I didn't, didn't bring them up, but yeah, I actually have to do them. We had to do two opens, but I'm probably going to do like four. So me and my pro partner are actually trying to figure out which one we want to do next because we actually play in the senior division. And for us, that's a big plus for us because our nationals, that's where we might be able to make it on ESPN. You know, them younger kids are hard to beat. And, you know, it's a it's a tough road when you start playing in tournaments. And that's what me and my pro partner out of Lewiston, Idaho, are really looking forward to. Uh, his name is Steve Samuels. and He's been a good partner for me. And we're trying to get it clicking and stuff right now. And we just came back, we did Boise and, and 
we actually took second. We were pretty wiped out. We played the first, we played all morning long in the senior division. So actually I dropped to him. I had him beat. I had to double dip him in the final in the championship game. And I got him the first game and I had him the second game and kind of messed it up. And he ended up taking me and, and we were pretty wiped out for the devils and two young kids from Billings. They got lucky in my opinion and they won, you know, we took second, but it's all good. You know, you, you, it's a learning experience every time you play, you know, and I'm still trying to figure out my self from getting so tired. I get pretty tired playing and yeah, it's a struggle for me sometimes to get that adrenaline going and keep going. But, yeah, for sure. So, you know, you mentioned the wear and tear it can take. How do you oh. keep your arm so that it doesn't get worn out? It gets it's pretty rough and I've had both surgeries on both shoulders so it makes it even tougher but you know this one here is aching right now my left one but it's a lot of guys if you were to ask them I'm forever I'm kind of a hyper person and I'm always up there practicing so I don't know how my arm really doesn't get so much tired as my mind because when you're playing you're you're having to keep count of everything in, everything out, and what your opponent's doing. And, and uh, it gets kind of tough. It is literally a mind game. I mean, 90% is actually you're trying to figure out everything that's going on, and it makes it really tough. Yeah. For sure. So for people like myself that really only have watched Cornhole on the 4th of July, like I mentioned to you, um, you know, how do you grow the game and get it to where people are seeing it more? Well, that's kind of what the American Cornhole League is all about and what they're trying to get out there because actually, you know, you got Frisbee golf and all them and Frisbee golf is actually, they are actually way above what we are right now, but, and they're trying to get that out there more on TV broadcasts and stuff like that of that nature and, and trying to grow it that way. And, and even on our end of it, you know, cause you have your clubs out there and they're trying to promote it and that's something we're supposed to be trying to do too, is get on more social media and stuff and grow the sport that way. And for old guys like me, it's pretty tough. <laughs> Computer can beat you. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. No, it's, it's tough for even some of us young guys. Sometimes some of the stuff on the computer here, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing, but that's okay. I'll figure oh, it yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. They kind of want us on. So we did, we did actually four broadcasts where they were trying to, teach us a lot of that and what we should do and what we shouldn't do on social media and stuff. But yeah, it's, it's kind of hectic. I have to go to the, my younger friends and stuff and try to figure it out. And yeah. <laughs> some of them, some of them, that's how they make money is on social media. Yeah. I got to get that figured out. So maybe it'll help me down the road. Yeah. For sure. No, there's a, there's a lot of people that make money off of social media and it's, there is. I travel so much. I go up to Spokane because any given time when I go to Spokane, there's probably five or six of us pros up there. And that's why I play up there more than I do down here. You know, there's a couple of kids that kind of want to go pro here. And I don't, I think one might be able to get it done. The other one, I'm not sure. I don't think he can, but it, it's a lot of fun. There's, you know, there's more pros up in Idaho. You know, I'm the only pro in Montana. So it's tough for me. And yeah, having to get a pro partner, it's even tougher. And yeah. And last we have our in the last of the season, we usually have one one deal in Boise, Idaho, that we go to that you can turn pro. So you have to 
take down everybody in that tournament to turn pro. They give one shot out, one seat for that. And the last two years I've gone undefeated and then in the championship, I fell short. But yeah, so I actually made it in on application and stuff because of my record and stuff. So it was kind of fun and exciting to actually finally get it. That's awesome. Well, I was going to ask how you became a pro because I didn't know that process. And now I do. (laughs) It's tough. It's really, really tough. I mean, because, you know, in Boise area and and Idaho up there and Spokane and Sandpoint, them guys are playing all the time. And I really don't play with these guys down here unless it's an ACL event so I can get my points and stuff. So, yeah, there's it's all good, but yeah, traveling gets to be heck. I'm retired now, so all I'm doing is playing cornhole. So either that or playing with my hot rods, something I should get back to. <laughs> yeah. For sure. So, um, you know, for, again, the younger generation, how do they get involved to, you know, play the game and then hopefully become a pro? A lot of them, you know, reach out to clubs and stuff of that nature because there's clubs all over. And if you really want to get into the sport, that's all you have to do because they have it on social media, on Facebooks and stuff, how you can join their groups and stuff. And and uh, basically, if you want to become a pro, you better be throwing a lot because, well, even when I was working, I was throwing three, four times a day and you're throwing a lot of bags. And even, you know, I don't throw as much now because, you know, it kind of hinders you a little bit when you're really overthrowing, you're your game kind of goes south because you get into bad habits and stuff. And so I kind of keep it down to maybe three, four hours a day, maybe sometimes longer. It depends. You know, there's times even when you come back from a tournament, you're frustrated with what you did. Your process didn't go very well. So you get up in the middle of the night and you go throw. I mean, it, it's hacking. If you want to be a top pro, you better be throwing all the time. Yeah. It, it's you're better off going to a lot of tournaments and stuff and playing with a lot of guys and, and getting better that way. But it's a lot of fun. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so, you know, you said that you're going into this Corpus Christi event and kind of, if I remember right, the beginning of your year, what do you hope to see this year um, for your first year? Well, I really want to place in the top, especially in the senior division. I, cause I have actually played, you know, Damian Dennis. I beat him my first game 23 to three. And I think he was even stunned. I think some of the people that were watching were stunned. Here's a guy from Montana that nobody knows. And I, I beat him pretty good. And that's kind of my thought is I really want to grow in the senior division right now. And then I'll work my way through, you know, the doubles and stuff down the road and, Hopefully I can just place really good and, and show I can do it a second year. And hopefully, you know, I don't know how long I can continue, but I'm going to try as long as I can and my body holds out. That's awesome. Well, hey, Greg, I want to thank you so much for coming on today and talking about cornhole and giving us a little bit of insight into it. You bet. I really appreciated it. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. Every bit of it, Mitch. No problem. Have a great rest of your day and good luck in Corpus Christi. Yeah, I got to go out and practice a little bit. (laughs) And hopefully I'll run into you in person someday. Yes, yes, for sure. All right. I actually wanted to be the second pro in my family and I ended up getting that. So that was nice. Yeah. There you go. You have a great rest of your day. You, sir, too. Please. Thank you. Have a good one. You, too.
Hey guys, Mitch here with Wide Left Sports, and do I have a company I would love to highlight for you? It's called Big Sky Customs. They make lifelike figurines of your playing days, which I think is awesome because every single person, once they're done with their playing days, they miss it. And um, how cool would it be to have a lifelike figurine to commemorate that? And I mean, Rob goes down to the very minute details about it. It's awesome. And the best part is it's out of Montana. Um, so yeah, if you want to get one ordered, just go to his Facebook page, Big Sky Customs, and start a conversation with him about it. And hopefully you enjoy your lifelike figurine from Big Sky Customs.